You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 29th, 2017. My name is Phil Prostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. My apologies today. I promised you a little bit of a longer episode with a special guest that has been postponed to tomorrow. So tomorrow's episode will be the special episode uh, with a guest. Very excited about it. I had to reschedule that at the last minute. So have a, a quick episode for you today. And then we'll have a long episode tomorrow and another long episode Thursday as we do our Locked On Fantasy Basketball Preview with Josh Lloyd. So be sure to check that out as well. As well, subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast if you have not already. Uh, it is getting to be fantasy season and Josh is doing his team-by-team previews. I believe he did the Bulls earlier today. Uh, or, or, or yesterday, I guess. Um, the Bulls, I think, are the latest episode. He's done the Pistons this week. I think the Jazz were earlier, too. Uh, so we're getting into uh, some official season previews, and and so we'll, we'll chat about the Magic in general and where they stand as you get ready for your fantasy seasons. You can find that just like you can find Locked On Magic on iTunes and Audio Boom for your subscriptions. And then Friday, it'll be a day late. I'll have a game to recap on that as well. But Friday, I'll dive a little bit deeper into Eurobasket and what expectations are for Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic. So the rest of the week is busy here. So I'm going to run through today's episode. I'm going to talk a little bit about perimeter defense and someone that we haven't talked enough about this summer, Jonathan Isaac. Remember remember when the Magic drafted him sixth overall? And, you know, I, I think that when it comes to, oh, and, and the Magic are reportedly set to sign Rodney Purvis of UConn uh, to a uh, training camp deal, likely heading to the G League and, and the Lakeland Magic, unless he impresses a lot in training camp. But we're not going to talk so much about that. Let's talk about perimeter defense. Undoubtedly, this was an area where the Magic really, really struggled for much of last season. I think it, it was a really, it was something that, Frank Vogel and his defense probably didn't expect to be as bad as it was, and I think it was a big key to how poorly the Magic played defensively overall. Yeah, there was a little bit of a misfit as far as Serge Ibaka, Bismack Biombo, Nikola Vucevic, but by every defensive metric and even by the eye, Nikola Vucevic had his best defensive season of his career last year. Maybe Serge Ibaka and Bismack Biombo weren't what the Magic needed, and, and I think that both of them kind of overplayed for blocks on far too many occasions. But they're all solid defenders. Uh, and so the issue seemed to lie somewhere else. Aaron Gordon is a good defensive player. Alfred Payton's defensive problems are, are well documented, um, although it seemed like he at least returned to a respectable defensive level if you believe certain statistics. Uh, Evan Fournier is not the greatest defender. I, I've called him a defensive tweener uh, in that he can guard. He can't really guard threes because he's too small. He can't really guard twos because he's too slow. Uh, and so there, there is a little bit of a misfit defensively. And the Magic's defense, of course, last year suffered tremendously. After that strong start to start the year, the first quarter of the season, the team really fell off a cliff on the defensive end. And... Frank Vogel is a defensive coach, and, and and he really struggled to get the team right. And, and after the All-Star break, the Magic were even worse defensively than they were before the All-Star break. Some of that might have been to do with the lack of practice time, with a lot of guys shifting to different positions, and a lot of focus on getting an offense that, for the first quarter of the season, couldn't score more than 80 points, it seemed, to at least score some points and give them a chance to win some of these games. 
But the Magic this offseason did put a big focus on the defensive end, and specifically on the perimeter defense. And the drafting of Jonathan Isaac, the signing of Jonathan Simmons, and even the signing of Shelvin Mack, the the three probably big acquisitions the Magic made this summer, signing all those guys was done with the defensive end on mind, looking to improve what the Magic have defensively. And, and for this episode, Simmons is a great defender. There's people talking about him being in the starting lineup because of his defense, perimeter defense. And the Magic Magic fans wanted to go after him, and, and the Magic certainly went after him because of what he can do on the defensive end. But for this episode, I want to focus in more on Jonathan Isaac and what Jonathan Isaac represents as far as the Magic looking to improve their defense and their defensive acumen. For right now, for his rookie year, Jonathan Isaac is going to be a defender. I'm not expecting him to score 15 points per game. I'm not expecting him to be a starter. The fact of the matter is, this is a 19-year-old kid who still has a lot of growth and development to go through. He is not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. He is not uh, a guy who is ready to step onto an NBA floor and make an immediate everyday impact. I think there will be games where Isaac scores 20, 25 points, gets 12 rebounds and a couple blocks, and we're all sitting there with our mouths open. There's going to be games and probably stretches where he scores two, three, four points a game and really doesn't look like he's ready. I mean, I think that's going to be the reality of Jonathan Isaac's rookie year. But if there's one thing that we learned at Summer League or, or hope or, or can glean from Summer League, it is that Jonathan Isaac does have a lot of defensive ability. And not only defensive ability, that's where he asserts himself most confidently. To say the least, this is what Florida State asked him to do his freshman year. They recognized how raw and talented he was. And they had Xavier Rathon Mays and, and Dwayne Bacon to carry the offensive load. So Leonard Hamilton in Florida State essentially asked Isaac to go out there, play defense, get out in transition, run to the corners, you know, all all the things that you see from 3 and D guys. That was his role. And to Isaac's credit, and and I spoke with with Tomahawk Nation about, about Isaac a little bit, to Isaac's credit, he accepted and played that role wholeheartedly and played with a lot of energy. That's the kind of rookie that Jonathan Isaac's going to be. Now, obviously, jumping up from college defense to NBA defense is going to be a bigger task. There's going to be hiccups. There's going to be bumps in the road. That's reality. Every every rookie will go through that. But, again, we saw this at Summer League. Isaac looked nervous and tentative on offense. He didn't really seem like he was ready to take control until that third game when he absolutely dominated the first half before he went out with an injury. The second game, the, the, but throughout all of Summer League, he looked very comfortable defensively. We all talk about his play against the Heat where he switched onto a point guard and just sh- enveloped him. Got a block shot, started a fast break, scored on that play, on that play if I'm not mistaken. That play seemed to be emblematic of what Isaac can do and what Isaac can be. And that's exactly what the Magic are going to ask Isaac to do. If you look back at those Frank Vogel teams with the Indiana Pacers, 
What made them really successful was they had Roy Hibbert there as a backstop. But between George Hill, Lance Stevenson, and Paul George, they could switch everything. Even David West could switch out onto the perimeter. And this is certainly an idea that Jeff Weltman had and, and something that he valued in his time with the Raptors and something John Hammonds valued with his, in his time with the Milwaukee Bucks. They want to create a style, a defensive style and defensive system of versatility where everyone can guard everyone. You know, it's 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 interesting. I've had some discussions with other NBA writers and it, it really feels like Positions in the NBA are more about who you can defend rather than where you fit into an offense. And so when it comes to Isaac, he can defend just about every position. Some Magic fans have talked about him playing center. That's a little far for me right now. And I think I I have him slotted as the backup four at the moment. But I want to see him on the perimeter. I want to see him, you know, maybe paired with Aaron Gordon playing on the perimeter and letting Gordon and him switch kind of at will. And I think Isaac can do that. I think Isaac can keep up with guards and play the wings on defense. You, you add Jonathan Simmons into that mix. You add even Terrence Ross and, and to some extent Evan, Evan Fournier to that mix. And you have a lineup of guys who can just switch everything and gum up an offense and, and maybe if they're feeling aggressive, especially with Isaac's length, can trap, can hedge and trap and really cause offenses to panic and speed themselves up. That's what good defenses do. They make offenses uncomfortable. And far too often, the Magic weren't able to do that last year. Their rim protection wasn't as strong as they hoped it was, and that was certainly a drawback of the defense last year. But their perimeter defense was was weak, was weakened. They couldn't do a lot of that switching. They couldn't keep their man in front of them, and it just cause the defense to collapse and and create chaos, and that's when teams find openings. This is the potential that Jonathan Isaac fills. This is the potential, this is the potential role that he plays for next year. And why his his selection, while I think a lot of people saw needs elsewhere, made a lot of sense, specifically for what the Magic are trying to build. And so, I think that the Magic have improved their perimeter defense. We all know eventually it's going to be Isaac that takes over. He's going to, probably not this year, but very shortly down the line, next year, the year after, 2019-2020, Isaac is going to take over and have a major role on this team. They're going to develop him relatively slowly, but he'll get his opportunities. And if his defense really stands out, Maybe that will come sooner rather than later. But drawing things back to Jonathan Isaac, like I said, I I don't have weighty expectations for him this this year. I think his rookie year is going to be more about a learning experience. And I think that's going to frustrate some Magic fans for sure. I already get people, I've been getting it since early July. The Magic should have drafted Dennis Smith. And and maybe they should have. and, And, you know, I'll fully admit that's who I thought the Magic should have drafted. Even with the you know defense in mind and even with all everything else, I, I, I thought Dennis Smith Jr. was a potential star and more of a sure bet. Jonathan Isaac, I think, has the higher ceiling. So I think that 
there's going to be that natural comparison. And I don't think Isaac in his rookie year is going to compare very favorably to his peers, to some of his peers, and Dennis Smith being one of them. I think Dennis Smith will average more points, will probably be in the rookie of the year conversation more than Isaac will be. And that's just a function of role as much as anything else. That doesn't mean you should give up on Isaac, and that doesn't mean Isaac can't have a successful year this year. I think, you know, the the typical goals for a rookie, make the rookie game. I think Isaac will do that. Be on the all-rookie team. I think Isaac can do that, although that's not something that I look forward to. But I really want to see from Jonathan Isaac this year. What my expectations are for Jonathan Isaac this year is for him to settle into a role, show flashes of what he can be, and prove that he belongs on the defensive end. It's essentially the magic for now of drafted Jonathan Isaac on his def- on the strength of his defense, knowing that they can begin teaching him offense and letting his offensive game grow. I, I always say about Summer League, it's not about telling who can play, but who can't play. And Isaac at least showed he, he can stick around with Summer League players at Summer League. He's shown at Florida State that he's willing to accept the role and fit into a team concept and be eager to do so. Maybe one day you want him to do a little bit more, especially as a six-pick in this draft. But for now, Isaac playing that role is going to be more than enough for him his rookie year. And that role, again, is defend, play hard, goes without saying, make shots when you're open, attack and transition, and fit into the team's defensive scheme. Again, I think a lot of Isaac's goals this year will come on the defensive end rather than on the offensive end. And it might be frustrating to see the sixth overall pick, you know, maybe average seven, eight points per game and and not see that statistical impact. Again, I think what's important from Isaac is to show that he belongs as rookie year, that there's something to build off of and grow from. You don't want to see him giving up minutes to Ken Birch, and, and I think Ken Birch will take some minutes from him on occasion. I think it's going to be up and down with Isaac. I think we will see Isaac play six, seven, eight games at the G League in Lakeland if the Magic can, can get a, get a free, free uh, weekend for him. You know, I've been looking through the schedule and, and pointing out the games to myself at least, or noting the games, that I think the Magic could send some players down to Lakeland for a quick tune-up, um, just based on where the Magic are in their schedule, because I do think they, they will believe that Magic practice time is more valuable. And there are a few games that I think you know we'll see, certainly Wesley Owundu, but probably also Jonathan Isaac down at the G League to just, just get that extra seasoning, just to get that extra game experience and, and build a little confidence with what he's learned at the NBA level. It's, it's, again, hard to say all this for the sixth overall pick, especially in this draft. And especially coming off Mario Azonia, who it, things are not looking good for Mario, to say the least, with this rotation. And so I think there is a, 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 a natural desire to see Isaac play really, really well right out the gate. But I, as I like to remind everyone... You don't draft a player for what he can do his first year. You draft for what he's going to be able to do for you three, four, five years down the road. And you hope that investment pays off and, and pays off along the way, that it's a steady rise and that, that you could grow a player's role and, and, and expand him. Some players don't work out. That's the reality of a draft. It is, it is a little bit random. 
I don't think Isaac is one of those players. I think Isaac will be a solid contributor to the team. And I think he'll be a solid contributor to the team his rookie year. It won't be in the score a lot of points, starter right out the gate type of way. But I think his defense is valuable. And I think when he gets his opportunity to start, he'll you have some rookie moments, but he'll look good too. He'll he'll show that he can be a player eventually. Can he be a superstar player? That part I'm not sure about yet. Can he be an all-star player? That part I'm not sure about yet either. You know, I, I remember on draft night, I think I saw com- someone compare him to Andre Kirilenko. I th- and I don't think he's as developed as Kirilenko was with the Utah Jazz. But that's the player I see Isaac becoming. And people kind of poo-poo that. Kirilenko was an all-star. He was a very good player. Not a superstar, not a championship-changing type player, but that would be a very good place for Isaac to end up. If I, if Isaac ends up with Andre Kirilenko's career at his peak, that would be very, very good because everyone forgets Kirilenko was like the top fantasy basketball player for a while just because he could fill up a stat sheet. And so my expectations, and I'll talk about this more when we get into player profiles um, a little bit in about a month or in a couple weeks. My expectation for Jonathan Isaac this year is to find that role, fit that role, and show that he has something to grow from. And I think that will be a good place for him to start. I'll thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll be back again tomorrow with a longer episode with a special guest. And then, of course, Thursday, we will have our Locked On Fantasy Basketball preview. We've done I've done it the last two years with Josh Lloyd. He does a great job on his series previewing every team. I'm, I'm always excited to talk to him about the Magic, and, and, and especially from a fantasy perspective, because it's not necessarily how I think all the time, but it's a good way to think about the team and, and get, a, get a good glimpse at what they could do this season. Uh, he does a great job with the shows. Be sure to check them out. You can find him on Locked On Fantasy Basketball. You can, of course, find us on Locked On Magic. Uh, by subscribing to us on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you can download podcasts or your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We're doing our Central Florida 85, or I'm doing the Central Florida 85, the 85 most important figures, sports figures in Central Florida so join the conversation on that. You can check that out at orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-R-R underscore omd. Like I said, a little bit of a shorter episode today, but I hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk about Rodney Purvis later. We'll talk about Eurobasket later. That starts Thursday. I'll have a brief Eurobasket uh, preview on Friday's episode, uh, including a recap of uh, France's first game. I believe France plays Thursday, but be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com for more as we get some actual basketball to watch and we'll get to see Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic play. But that's going to do it for me today. I'll see you all again tomorrow for for another episode with a special guest for Locked On Magic and Orlando Magic Daily. This has been Philip Rossman-Wright. I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.